A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. It's time to preview Record Store Day 2019, Saturday, April the 13th, with me, Neil Humphreys, and Jason Dacey in the studio. I am joined here in the studio with Darren Tan, the White Labels Record Man, Vinyl of the Day co founder. And from Canberra, Australia, we have a regular contributor here on uh, Weekend Mornings, Brian Frog-Harris, the owner of Songland Records. Welcome, everyone. Firstly, uh, Darren, tell me about the day. Well, it's a global day uh, where um, I started out in, uh, in the U.S. again uh, for, to celebrate vinyl records. It's a great thing, and we're going to talk about the revival of uh, vinyl. Let's get Brian Frog-Harris's uh, contribution on this as he looks ahead to the Saturday, April 13th day. What does it mean to you, Brian, and how big has it become? It's actually, morning, everybody. It's uh, the biggest day in Australia for independent record stores. And yes, as, as Darren uh, alluded to a minute ago, it's, uh, it's about vinyl, and it's a, a yearly reminder and celebration of the importance of independent record stores around the world. And everybody listening, I'm sure, has been into an independent store over the years. And uh, they've built up a relationship, you know, with that person behind the counter. And it's, it's evolved into something amazing over the last uh, 12 or so years. Well, both of you guys have to thank me and thank me personally because I never stopped buying vinyl. I was one of those weird middle-aged men who just bought it because I loved the, the tactile experience of owning an album, even if I didn't necessarily play it. I was one of those guys that, I mean, look, as we all know, vinyl kind of dipped off. They say it kind of dipped off around 2007 was its real lowest point. Then from 2007 onwards, there's been a steady increase. And in the last four or five years, it's gone up even more, 6 7% a year uh, globally. So it's got a steady increase. And I was Who one of those guys like you, Neil, yeah. I've got to say. Yeah, I was one of those guys in the interim <laughs> who was buying the second-hand records and so on and so on. So I wanted to ask both of you guys, I'm very interested to know, what do you think has triggered the resurgence of vinyl? Well, uh, for one, it's like a social media. For mm. one, uh, it's a, it's kind of like a brought back, uh, you know, this humble bragging, this sharing of like, oh, these records, I have these records, you know, sharing music, you know, uh, we come to an age where like uh, everything's kind of digital and streaming and all that. And as music fans, I think music fans still do want to hold hold on to something. Mm-hmm. You know, you can never ever get like a MP3 or like your your Spotify like a uh, you know kind of like autographed. You know, if you ever and I have the opportunity to meet the artists that you love. What about you, Brian? Well, I've done a lot of thinking about this over the years because um, uh, with Neil's support, um, uh, I was instrumental in introducing Record Store Day into Australia a, a long time ago. And consequently, um, I, I've t- spoken to a, a lot of people, a, a lot of customers, and that's the beauty about independent stores. And, uh, and what Darren was saying, once again, was quite correct. It's about the relationship and for whatever reason, it's uh, predominantly the younger generation, people between, say, 15 and 18, up to about 40-odd, and yes, that's, that's the younger generation, they were either introduced or reintroduced 
into the uh, the idea of vinyl. And what my uh, very strong understanding of it is now is that that generation were basically the MP3 generation. They only experienced their music predominantly um, as an MP3. Now, when they were introduced to uh, listening to music on vinyl, a lot of things happened. First of all, um, as Darren said, um, it became a tactile um, uh, thing. So they actually picked up the record, they picked up the cover, and they saw the the album as a an, uh, as a piece of art as a piece of work and so they actually got a relationship um, with that that they didn't have with mp3s and the other very important point with all this is that when you put on a record you're listening to the album the way the artist intended it so instead of actually having an mp3 player with 2,000 or 20,000 songs which everybody listens to on random when you put on a copy of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road or Nevermind or OK Computer, you're listening to the album in order the way the artist intended. And what happens is you're listening to all of those songs that you weren't normally exposed to, and as such, they've actually gotten in love with music on a whole different level. I'm glad you made that point because I was like you. I, I was researching this. I was looking up online. Why? Why has vinyl made a comeback? Because at face value, it makes no sense at all, right? And if you look at it, streaming has been blamed for killing off the CD. We know that. But at the same time, you have this weird paradox that as the CD dies, the vinyl grows. So I was looking at reasons, and I was reading up on this uh, vinyl music panel, and the interesting uh, conclusion they reached, uh, gentlemen, was that vinyl and streaming, they're seen as complementary uh, ways of listening to music rather than competitive. And this is how it works. Even in the prime time of vinyl in the 70s and 80s, Jason, myself, we were tight. We wouldn't waste money willy-nilly. No. You wouldn't spend $30 on an album as a gamble. You wouldn't. Even It'd have then, to be a great album. You'd have to know some of the songs first. Yeah. And that's where streaming comes in. Streaming doesn't have to compete with vinyl. What streaming does is it puts potential vinyl records in the shop window. So through their algorithms, you might catch one or two songs. You like that song, that particular song. And after you've had two or three listens of two or three different songs, then you might be willing to commit to a whole album. Does that make sense? That's right. That's, that totally makes sense. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, you get to listen to the album. You get to, you know, anytime you want. And and at the opportunity comes, like, uh, you know, you can buy it online or you walk into a record store and it's like right there in front of you. And like, you know, you, you love the album so much and then you're going to you're going to buy it. Mm. Well, that, that's all very true. And I, and I totally agree with uh, with all of you. But getting back to um, uh, the point of Record Store Day and that celebration of what the independent store does is uh, along with that, making the records and CDs and uh, whatever available the record store owner also has a, a, a different and unique role, and it's one of the core differences between a physical record store and uh, the Internet. The Internet, everybody thinks, is, is the best way to, to uh, look and, and listen to music or look for music, and that's not actually the case because if you come into my store and uh, you might be looking for an ABBA CD, while you will be able to flip through past that ABBA CD and see um, ABC, Joan Armour Trading, um, a whole stack of different acts that you wouldn't be exposed to if you were just looking for an ABBA CD uh, online or a record or whatever the case may be. And the other really important point about Record Store Day and buying stuff is is the recommendation that comes from the person behind the counter built on the rapport that's, been, uh, that's happened with the person behind the counter and, and the, uh, the customer themselves. We sell... 
thousands of different albums to people that they've never heard next to nothing of, but because they thankfully trust um, uh, my observations and understanding of music and also knowing the customer, that they can say, Frog, if you say it's good, then I will buy it. You know, we make a really good point there. You know, I'm enjoying this conversation about the difference between streaming and vinyl records. You know, I've been, I got onto Spotify recently for the first time. I I know I'm a dinosaur, but I've been walking around listening to songs. I've been listening to Boz Skaggs, who was a big uh, artist that Brian and I loved and, and other people in the late 70s, early 80s. Listening to Boz Skagg tracks isn't the same as listening to the Silk Degrees album, which together mm. is a masterpiece of an album. So, yeah, I, I think the question I have for you, Darren, when we look at the growth of vinyl records, I was told about 10 years ago there were only about four or five vinyl stores in Singapore, and now there's more than... 30, 38 or yeah, so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we've seen that growth. Just talk about the Singapore scene, if you would, and then we'll get uh, Brian's perspective Th- on, on, on the second. growth. 38 stores now. Thereabouts, yeah. That's worth emphasising. I had no idea. Mm, I, I didn't think it was that many I'd either. I'd put it at about 12 or 15. I am astonished by so that. Darren, That's fantastic. Where we, you know, and, of course, you're working uh, both you know, on the retail side and also with the uh, the vinyl kind of eco-culture as well. Yes. Uh, so... When we started out, uh, I mean, the company Vinyl of the Day in 2014, yeah, like I said, there were like only a handful of uh, record stores. The majority of them kind of like, uh, you can go in there and like, you know, you can get anything from like your Abba to all that. And then came the specialty stores. And uh, right now we're looking at like about 30 over stores and like it's still, we see a lot more specialty stores, like uh, stuff coming out, like doing like jazz, you know, the some metals, right? Hard uh, rock metal stores, noise, yeah. So a lot of these specialty stores, and it's li- really great. Uh, it really benefits. Uh, I think the music fan. Uh, it really builds the music culture. Uh, you know, people have a home that they can go to, and they know that you know they can find the music they love. And Brian, how does that um, you know look at the the growth of Australia and other global markets compared to Singapore, and what you have seen in Australia? Well, it's really interesting here in Australia because one of the, uh, the values of Record Store Day and pushing out the message uh, about the importance of the record stores is getting across the, uh, the point um, about how many independent stores we have in Australia. Now, what this leads on to is uh, people's shopping habits. And what's happened in Australia is that we have uh, just under 200 independent stores around Australia. Right, so under two hundred. Mm-hmm. But wow. what what happens is is that the people, the general public, uh, where the majority in Australia um, uh, go to major shopping centres, uh, the independent stores in ten, fifteen, twenty years ago used to be found in all of the shopping centres. But because of, of the rents and the shopping habits of people has changed. People that go into shopping centres aren't seeing the independent stores, which are out there, and as I say, just under 200 of them, because they're out in uh, suburban streets and uh, in, uh, in arcades and all other sort of places. So they perceive that the independent store isn't around. But they are, but they're just in different geographical and physical locations. And Record Store Day gives us that opportunity to actually say to the general public of Australia, we are here and this is what we do every day of the year. And it ties in nicely with what I was going to say, which Record Store Day has become a big event, particularly in the UK, where the likes of Paul Weller from The Jam, uh, Noel Gallagher from Oasis, uh, they will release you know, vinyl-only 
uh, discs, singles, whatever, for that day. And the reason I picked those two gentlemen in particular is because they fit a certain age demographic. And this is where I would like both of you to prove me wrong. I read a Guardian story that said, as much as we would love this vinyl boom to be driven by millennials, according to research in The Guardian, the truth is most of the people are middle-aged men like me, 45 to 54. That's according to the survey in The Guardian in the UK. So I'm desperately hoping, Darren first, then Brian, to tell me that that's wrong, that it's bigger than just middle-aged white men like me. I would have to say that, uh, yes, a lot of like uh, the reissues and like a lot of the releases that have like, you know, come up surface again for Record Store Day, a lot of them like are, are old releases that no, no, probably never available on vinyl before mm. and now being made available on Record Store Day. Uh, it is, I mean, music is kind of like a transcend, it transcends time. Mm. It, uh this piece of music, you know, it, it, it doesn't have, uh, like the millennials and all that, they'll be listening to this and like, wow, why didn't I discover this before? And I mean, of course, then there is like people of our age group mm. kind of like, wow, I never had the opportunity to own this. I'm glad he puts <laughs> in the same age group. He looks much younger uh, than me. Well, I'm glad that you put me in middle age. Me and Brian are a bit above middle age. So, Brian, what's your take? Uh, my take is very simple. I don't think the person working at the garden has actually worked behind a... Let me give you this quote that we actually hear quite often at, at Songland, is that uh, the, uh, the uh, demographic that I spoke about before, the 15 to up to about the 40-odd-year-olds that are predominantly the purchasers of vinyl, actually come into the store and we hear them say, oh, we used to have this on CD. Interesting. Which we think is hilarious. They're actually picking up something on record. It might be Radiohead OK Computer as an example, and saying, oh, I used to have that on CD. I want it on vinyl now. But one of the, the really important points that, that we're always at pains to, um, to highlight Record Store Day is, is that because it's called Record Store Day and because there's been a resurgence in vinyl that we've been talking about, the perception is, and I understand this by the media in particular, is that the day is all about vinyl. It's not. The day is, as I say, a reminder and a celebration of what the independent store does every day of the year. It's not just about vinyl. And furthermore, um, when we talk, or that the, uh, the media can talk about the demise of the CD, those figures that get quoted are also um, really... Uh, uh, really hard to um, to nail down because uh, a lot of the reasons why we'll see declining figures and I'm not doubting that, uh, uh, that they're out there that, uh, uh, that CD sales are dropping down is because of the availability of them in the first place. So a lot of the record companies that are deciding not to actually make the CDs or deleting them after a, a certain period of time, the frustration that we have as independent stores is that we come in, uh, we come into contact with people every minute of the day, wanting to buy things that aren't available. So because they're not available, they can't be sold, and of course, it gives the impression that people aren't interested in uh, in physical CDs, which they still are. Well, the day is Saturday, April the thirteenth. Final quick plug uh, from both Darren and also Brian Frog Harris about what's in store for their day. You go first, Darren. And tell us and tell everyone where your store is and what they can find. Yeah, come down to uh, White Label Records. Uh, we have uh, some very special releases uh, exclusive to like uh, Singapore, like uh, the Padres, uh, the first time ever release of their EP, What's Your Story? 
uh, that's going to be Wonderful. available at White Label Records. Oh, excellent. Okay, final word for Brian about what uh, Songland Records is planning. Well, um, very briefly, if uh, anybody listening in Singapore is coming to Australia on uh, uh, April 13, you can go into 50 of these different record stores and you'll have 50 different celebrations. We have in Australia everything from barbecues to parties to bands playing everything. At Songland, we're... Uh, being animal lovers, we actually have a huge sale. It's our biggest weekend of the year for the RSPCA, which is our organisation to help and support animals. So we have a big sale where all of the money goes to help saving the animals. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, well, final word from the uh, middle-aged uh, Neil Humphreys about uh, what the day will mean for him. I'll tell you why it's wonderful, and I'll tell you why these guys are wonderful, right? When I was 11 years old, I went to buy the Rocky Four soundtrack on vinyl, 1985, but while I was away, the sale ended, it went up by one pound, and I didn't have enough money to buy that vinyl album. It bothered me for 25 years until I went into an independent record shop in Australia. This is absolutely <laughs> true. No, it wasn't. I'm lying. It was Singapore. It was Singapore. It was Far East, I think it was. I went in, and I saw that record. It was scratched. It was torn. I didn't care. It was $10. I bought it. And I put that 25-year-old treasure hunt to bed. That is what wonderful independent record stores do. They are treasure hunts for people like me, and they are wonderful. (laughs) Happy Record Store Day 2019 to Brian Frog Harris joining us from Canberra, Australia Songland Records, and also to Darren Tan from White Label Records, Vinyl of the Day co-founder. Guys, thank you so much.